podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, and joining me are my two regulars, Jay and Si. How are you doing, Jay? Very well. Good to be back to football, even though it's barely been away. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the Champions League. It's sort of kept things ticking along nicely, and the Reds are back in action this weekend. So, you know, it's all starting to build back up again. It is, it is. It's... Uh... It's always nice when fantasy comes back, but I suppose this season it's literally been like a week. <laughs> so, yep, and uh, even the apps aren't working correctly yep, exactly. on certain devices. How, how's your minus one score? Oh, it's, uh, as we were saying, people, it's my handicap for the season. So, um, give another other players in our league a chance, namely Ali. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Sai, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Um, very excited actually for the new season and. FBL and for the first time in 30 years that we will be defending the title or as Klopp said attacking the title again so um, it just feels like it kind of still feels like it's it's never really ended so um, yeah it's a weird one it is weird a weird season. one yeah it is a weird one it'll get weirder when we go into my team though because <laughs> Maybe you're repeating past mistakes, I reckon, but we'll get there. Um, so we're going to start with price changes because Jay's done a quick agenda for me because he, he was sick of me bullshitting in the background. <laughs> so Jay's done the quick agenda for this, but we're going to start with price changes. Um, and Jay, is is there any anyone that jumps out of you in terms of price that, that is just all data? As in a bad price increase oh, yeah, or a good yeah. price increase? Your choice. Your choice. Well, um, the, the expected ones were obviously De Bruyne and Bruno. Penalty Fernandez have, have shot up, um, which wasn't a surprise. I was actually pleasantly surprised that Ings didn't get more of a an increase. Uh, mm. He's 8.5. I was expecting him to probably... I'd say the same for Jimmy as well. Probably to get more nearer to to nine point five ten million, which is where we see Werner and Vardy. Um, I think as as much as this price change, there's positional changes too, which has probably shook the game up for quite a few people. If if you're not in the loop at the moment, such as Aubameyang and Rashford have dropped into midfield roles, Martial is now a nominal forward. Um, Luckily for Liverpool fans who play FBL, Mane and Salah are still registered as midfielders. But at £12 million a, a piece, um, it presents more of a challenge if you just take the top five price players in the game alone. Aubameyang, Mane, Salah, all £12 million. De Bruyne, Stale and 11.5 a piece. So I think it's it's now going to be more of a, a balancing act and maybe looking for for those nominal gains in, in lesser-known players, um, which should make the game a bit more interesting and they should seem more of a variable in, in players and in squads. So I think they've only had a short window to, to work on it, but what they've done is good. Um, other players who, who may, may just stand out, obviously, I'm going off Liverpool guys here. Uh, Alexander-Arnold's 
7.5 million mm-hmm. and just a a quick scouts, fifty six point five percent of players have got him, which isn't a surprise. Is that the most expensive defender ever, or was Alonso seven five the other year? I Simon might be more clued up on prices than I was, yeah. but maybe seven seven five. I think Baines was, mm. was eight when he was in his prime that eight? year. For yeah, he started at eight. Yeah, Jeez. he was a beast. <laughs> Because he was a penalty king, wasn't he, for Everton? Yeah. Nowadays, Everton don't get penalties, if you, if you believe social media. Um, yeah, just, just, there's a few interesting players, prices out there. Um, I'm sure we'll get into the, the bulk of them, but I think, as it stands, the, the main men in the game have got quite a hefty price tag. So I think we will see some variables in squads, and it should make for the better game overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Simon. I mean, when the game loaded up, my, my first reaction was, "Oh my God, there's a lot of expensive midfielders." Is that what you're looking? Is that what caught your eye? And maybe leading on from that point is the lack of top top strikers. Paul Merson language there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually think everyone is really cheap. I mean, this is the first time that anyone has ever been that. 12 million has been the least expensive player and the cheapest person up front is 10.5, which is insane. And that's uh, Aguero and Kane. And I don't know why Aguero is 10.5 because he, I mean, he got a lot of points last year and he didn't play that much. And he's probably, I still think he's one of the best FBL picks when he's fit. Obviously, that's the main thing with him if you can pick him at the right time. So for 10.5, I think he is insane value. But I mean, I guess the thing about the midfielders is even though we've seen them come in at about 12.5 and 13 in the past, the fact that there's kind of four of them now that are all at that 12, um, or is it three? Mane, Sada, Aubameyang, sorry, yeah, that you can kind of, you know, you can't really have them all. So um, there is a temptation to pack the midfield, but I actually think there's a lot of value up front still and I'm, probably going to stick with my 3-4-3 formation that I'd normally start out with and um, look to maybe get one of either Kane or Werner or Vardy in and then even look to move those on to Aguero if he um, if he's fit in a couple of weeks time and if he looks mm. like he's going to be first pick because I think he's still in my opinion he's still first pick and he's just the type of person who can come in and score like four goals against nearly any team so mm. I just think he's very underpriced and the defenders as well are okay I expected Trent to be 8 or even 8.5 um, so I guess everyone is cheaper but I don't think I think the fact that everyone is that it doesn't make the game any easier because everyone will probably have three or four big hitters in their team now as as well as being able to have a Trent or a Van Dyke at the back as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, we'll get into it when we've got the teams, but I've got at the min two top end uh, midfielders and one one high end striker. So, yeah, but some I've seen quite a lot of people do the three. Well, probably two, and then Fernandez seems to be quite popular. But obviously, with uh, Man United and Man City and Villa and Burnley missing the first game week. Um, 
it's kind of fruit spanner into that, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, Jay, I mean, this is kind of positional and a price hike. Um, Aubameyang is a twelve million pound midfielder. Um, I know he played on the wing under Arteta, but he still pretty much plays up front. Like I know, there's the comparison with Salamane Sterling, who kind of do similar. Probably Sterling less, so he's more of a winger. But it's still a bit strange. It is bizarre because, I mean, it, it's something the game has to balance those wide forward players. I mean, we've had Manny and Salah, and they're as, as forward as forward come in terms of what they do for the game um, for Liverpool and, and the returns. So I think that that's. That's probably how they're trying to pigeonhole Aubameyang. If you're not a number nine or you don't play in a front two, then you're now a midfielder in FBL terms. Mm. Which it, it make it makes it challenging, I think, just to to try and see where where you balance it. But twelve million for them. I, I think he was around about ten point five last year. maybe yeah. maybe to eleven as a striker. He had a good season. I don't think he had his, his best year. I think he could have done more. I mean, he got 205 points. So, he, I mean, he, he had a healthy return. But just watching him as an eye test on, on the game, I think there was a lot of games he was sort of very passive in. Um, mm. may, maybe to do with the fact that his contract was up in the air, that the management was never mm. well, there's stable. A reason, there's a reason they finished, what was it, eighth or seventh? Whatever it was. Yeah, eighth, I think it was. So, Maybe now he, he, that's it, he's knuckled down, he's got his deal, which Arsenal love giving heavy contracts out to players and not actually paying people to work for the actual club. 55 people out of a job, but we won't go into that one. Uh, maybe now he'll, he, his, his future's decided. He's got three years, I think, he got on his deal, so he knows he's, he's tied in for probably the next two. Will he bang? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I think... If you just look at the first two fixtures, Fulham and West Ham, he's probably a banker to have in your team, I think, for those two games, especially if you're, if you're maybe thinking of switching De Bruyne, Sterling or Fernandes in because they missed the first week. Um, I would say Aubameyang is probably a banker to have in your team, but I don't have him, so who am I to listen to? <laughs> this is what this pod is for. You listen to me, do the opposite, and we win. Correct. I use win. Um what else have we got? I mean, we mentioned Aubameyang there, but by the same um, positional change, Rashford and Greenwood at Man United are now midfielders. Um, so, I mean, Si, at least are consistent with the employment of positions. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that on the last part where I was I said that I thought that if they would change Rashford, that they'd have to do for pretty much all of those people. Aubameyang is still a little bit weird, like you both said, in that he, like he's not really a winger or an inside forward. The rest of his players are, and Rashford maybe falls into that same boat where he, people would be very. I think it is quite weird to think of those as midfielders, even though the likes of Sterling and Mane and stuff aren't midfielders. But you can kind of see why they put them there and that they're wide forwards or inside forwards or that type of thing. So it is a little bit weird. But I mean, I think Rashford's pretty good value. I actually think 
any of that Man U front four are pretty good. Um, I don't know who's going to be the best one. It depends if they buy anyone, but mm. Greenwood is the cheapest and he seems to be quite a talent. Now, he's still quite young, so you'd expect him to maybe hit a bit of a bad patch at some point, I'd say. But if he starts off well, he could be one to maybe pick up and... I think he's the type of person who'll get really expensive really fast if he like scores in his in the, in in their first match or something like that. He seems like the type of person that would just get up eight point five after a few weeks. You know, he's one of those everyone will just want to buy him. So if he looks good, he could be the way to go. Um, Bruno Fernandez ten point five. I think he's way too expensive because you're really just depending on him getting penalties to get a lot of his points, which. I mean, they got a penalty in the last game that they played. So, you know, it's possible. And they do have that really pacey front four. And that's kind of why they seem to, quote unquote, win a lot of penalties. But um, a lot of them were really, really bad and they shouldn't have been penalties. But that's a that's a conversation for a different day, I think, really. So I think for me, I'd definitely be interested in at least one of their front four just because they have the type of fixtures that they seem to score quite well in. Um, we've seen that when they play kind of like a top six team that they really start to fall. And once, and once they hit a bad patch of form, they really hit a bad patch of form. So it could be mm. um, maybe looking to get one in for that Crystal Palace game and then see how they look and maybe add. I'd probably be looking at Martial, I think, and Greenwood um, as long as they don't sign anyone else. Yeah, I mean, Jay, that's the question mark over... Well, there's still a question mark for loads of things, but Man United linked with Sancho, which, not pointless, but it wasn't exactly the position they needed. But um, is that the question mark over a team like United? Because they seem to have they seem to have settled on a, what would you say, front five? If Four. You Pogba right. and Fernandes. Um, if that doesn't change, I mean... Is Greenwood going to be the bargain again of the season? Well, did he start at 4.5 last year, I think it was? Yes. Uh, as a forward, he's now obviously midfield. He's 7.5. So, the rating him in the, the, the category is Bernardo Silva, who's dropped in price this year after the pretty mute last year. And mm. if he could stay mute on Twitter, he might do himself some favours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sort of the pricing Greenwood in the, the category of like Bernardo, Grealish is seven million, um Mount seven million, Zaha if he sticks around seven million. So there's there's obviously rating him in the game. Um as Simon said, he's probably gonna have a patch this season where he he drops off. Um but United if they actually have any sense in management, which are Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's sense management doesn't really go together but if they balance the, the players um, they, they could see a good return from them and I think our own Mark Roberts might have to give in to the non-United Everton policy that he has if he wants to compete this year he's probably going to have to get one of those forwards in as Simon well, said not, not, not the Everton bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leighton Beans 8 million if he's still going Um but retire now. He's probably going to probably gonna have to crumble into one of those forward players, midfield, however you you want to define it through this game. Um, he, he is one to keep an eye on. I think maybe slightly deviating towards Liverpool, Brewster. 
Um, if he goes out on loan to a Premier League club, that'll be an mm. interesting sort of pick up for somebody because How much he's shown he? form. Um, I'm just scrolling down now, so he's clearly not highly priced. I would say <laughs> five, maybe, if I can find him. Let's have a look. Uh, keep going, keep going. Liverpool. 4.5. Bargain. That's interesting. I mean, I well, to be to fair, it. I mean, on that same vein, Origi at 5.5, I think he's been linked with moves to... A Villa? Of, yeah, I think Villa... Who else was it? Wolf, it was Wolves last year, wasn't it? Yeah. But I, I listened to yeah. Dave Hendricks' podcast the other day, the, another podcast with him, quick cheeky plug, but he was saying, obviously, it's a it's a big season for Brewster and the club's interested in him. There's rumoured to be six and the likes of like Newcastle, Villa. If yeah. they if they got hold of him and they used him properly in, in a front two, then 4.5 could easily become last season's Greenwood and rise up to six, mm-hmm. 6.5 million because he's shown he's got ability in the championship last year and he, he's clearly got a lot to learn, but he's got the ability there to, to find the back of the net. So I think mm. that might be a sleeper sort of keep an eye on. If Yeah, I'm with you there. If he gets a move to a Premier League team, I think straight in the team as, as the third choice striker because um, that'll just save money. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if he plays... We've seen the potential um, in the championship. Um, I mean, whilst we're on Liverpool side, somehow we started with Man United on a Liverpool-based podcast. I mean, our prices, I mean, we touched on Mane and Salah and Trent. But, I mean, the other big hitters, Alisson, 6 mil after an injury hit season, but he's still the best goalkeeper because he played, what, like twice and still came third in the Golden Gloves. Um, Robbo, 7. Van Dijk, 6-5. The other centre-back's 5-5. Five, five. Um, Trice, there's not really anything else in midfield to speak about, is there? Maybe Naby. What's Naby? Thiago. Well, yes, yes. Thiago probably be 12 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naby and, and Thiago, 5-5 five, five each. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's a gamble that you'd want to wait on. Henderson probably get good return for 5-5. Five, five. Um, I mean, the big question mark is, is Bobby, um, I suppose, Simon. I mean, 9-5? Is that the same as Werner? I think it is. Yeah, he's I mean, expensive. I we think, all, doesn't he? yeah, we all know Bobby is going to play ninety nine percent of the time, but after not scoring a home all sit well to, to the last game of the season, too early gamble on Bobby. Yeah, I mean, he only got he got one hundred and fifty five points last season. Although he only got three points less than Harry Kane, so that's. Uh... Kind to of be fair, Harry Kane missed what two thirds of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, you know, I definitely think he's. I don't. I don't understand why he's nine point five. I think they, if they, I think if they had made him maybe eight point five, it would have just made people think about him. But I think the fact that he's nine point five, I'd say very few people are going to buy him. You can get, as you said, Werner, and then you could go down a little bit and get Ings or Martial or Jimenez, who I think are all way better options than him and should score more points. So it's seen, And also, I'd probably rather be looking at... Um, I'm definitely going to have Trent in my team and then I'd probably be looking at getting Mo in midfield and then maybe and someone like Van Dijk as my third. So I wouldn't mm. want to waste my third spot on Bobby, unfortunately. Like he's one of my favourite 
footballers, but he's just not a good FPL as, um, asset at all. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there. Sadly. Yeah. If you, maybe if you got extra points for just being like an absolute baller, you know, he'd be uh, he'd be straight into my team, but he just doesn't score in, enough at all. Or he didn't last year. He didn't do too badly the season before last. So, I mean, yeah, he I does mean, have in him mm. to to return well, but just he seems to be just playing like, a different role now that his output is just fading a little bit, especially as you say, uh, home, he seemed to be really bad. And that's the type of fixture that you'd kind of want him for. So it's a tough one. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, any other prices that have jumped out on you whilst we're speaking? Um, in any position? Yeah. I think the 4.5 defenders, there's quite a few who seem like they could be okay, like uh, Kyle Walker-Peters, I think he's quite an attacking fallback, and Vinagre at Wolves, if they don't buy anyone, I think he's a really good pick, because um, Johnny's obviously out for a long time, so oh, he will he? be, oh. yeah, so he's going to be their left wing-back. I did not know that. Um, it's only 4.5, but they have been linked to two left-backs, so right. uh, Vinagre could start, for a few weeks even and he, I think even at that I think being able to get a Wolves fullback for 4.5 is pretty amazing and then you have the Leicester fullbacks who should mm-hmm. both start the season I think who are both 4.5 um, and not most Justin and, Justin and Thomas I think Thomas it's Ch- oh Chilwell might be off isn't he yeah and he's injured I think as well hmm got the Burnley defenders you got a few at 4.5 Taylor Peters and Bardsley, who should be starting the season, I think. So I think there is a couple of 4.5s you could throw in there. That's kind of what I've been looking at is maybe mm. going with three 4.5s anyway. Uh, I think there's a bit of value to be had in them. <laughs> That's what I've I done. Now. <laughs> I yeah. say for value, but, yeah. you know, I mean, I think they could get... I think um, Brighton, Brighton defence is there as well. And Brighton as well, actually, yeah. yeah, like... Lamptey could be good if he because he's he's he seems to be very good moving forward. So and mm. um, he's playing. They play three at the back. Did, did they play? Did they they play he the Potter played every formation you can think of last season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the I think the rumor the rumor is they want to play three at the back a bit more because okay. they have they have about twelve hundred centre backs. <laughs> they actually have quite a good team. Right? Yeah. I mean. If they get more, if they get more goals or another striker, yeah. I reckon they'd be a good sleeper team. I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jay, anyone jumping out at you before we go on to new players? Not really. I'm just sort of as as Sam was speaking. I was just sort of looking around the the four point five region, seeing who and what is available. Um, I mean the majority of. The lower league squads, such as like West Brom, um, Sheffield United, Brighton, Newcastle, Leeds, Fulham, they, they've got a bulk of players. So I think if you if you sort of know who plays for those teams in starting positions, maybe the, the people who've come up, you might be able to to maybe nab yourself a, a cheap defender or a backup, like your fifth choice midfielder. If, if they play week in, week out, then I think there's players to be had there. Um, but I'm sort of just like perusing. I mean, Wolves. I know 
depend with fingers it's how they're gonna start, but Cody, uh Den Donker, both five million. So if you're mm. looking they they are usually decent for a few clean sheets each year. Um I sort of had the, the mistake of rotating Bolly in and out over the last nine games of the season and kept sort of missing the clean sheet games. But mm. it's gonna be interesting with them because they've not really had much of a break and they've been shafted by the league and not got the rest up United yeah, and City. That's a bit got... weird, then. <laughs> just, I mean, it, it's a good it, point. It stinks of elite favouritism um, against, obviously, Wolves and in favour of United and City. But Wolves mm. don't, well, Sheffield United away, which could be a tough game. Then Man City at home. But that's also Man City's first game of the season. And then they have got a nice little friendly run, West Ham. Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle. So maybe you might want to grab a Wolves defender and slot them in after those first two games and maybe bag yourself a couple of clean sheet points. But I think at this point, you just need to scout around and maybe if we do see some pre-season friendlies over the next week or two, we might be able to gauge more who plays where and what they're going to do for each team. And just on the note of the Europa League, I mean, we haven't really mentioned Spurs, but don't Spurs start the Europa League qualifiers soon? As I'm aware, I think we're still on the first qualifying round and they drop into the third, um, as it is. So I think they're probably looking at another two to three weeks. Um, Right, because obviously the the European or the Europa League ends tonight as we record, um, Sevilla and Inter, but there is preliminary um, ties that have been taking place over this week, and I think that's the first qualifying round, and I think they will drop in the third. Um, so I would imagine mm. maybe three weeks or so, probably right. ties in with when the season starts. I think. The European competitions this year have been slightly pushed back because of the the late end. So, um, I think maybe when the season does start, but as soon as they get drawn against, they imagine they'll have a decent season because they featured in Europe and it goes on your your coefficient rating. So mm. they might get a handy tie where they can probably wrap it up in in one leg, which would be beneficial for them. But this is Jose and Spurs, so free, free anything can happen. It, it's glorified pre-season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, we'll get on. I, I we'll think get on also, uh, sorry, sorry. I think, just to add on to that, I think Spurs also have the League Cup um, this, between match day one and two, I think the League Cup starts. So I think <laughs> Spurs will have a lot of fixtures, but they shouldn't be playing. I, w- I wouldn't say they'd be playing the likes of Kane and Son in, those, in the League Cup or the Europa League. But they, they will have shouldn't a lot feature, of features. I don't think so. It's only the team is in, cha- in Champions League, is it not? Who don't? No, it's usually it all if you're in Europe. Ah, uh, okay. We go so, in, we go in round three, don't we? Or is it different? Round year? three, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think because okay, they've got in, yeah. they'll miss out. So you know the, the big hitters like Everton, um, they'll be in round two. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> in round two, I'll play round four. Yes. In the league up. By the Liverpool under-23s, <laughs> hopefully. Um, right. Um, 
new players to the game. I mean, Sai, I'll start with you. I mean, the obvious one's probably Werner. Um, and he is... Nine, is he 9-5? Nine, 9-5, nine, yeah, 9-5. Yeah, um, I mean, the question mark there is, how good is Chelsea going to be? Because they didn't really create many chances last year. Seemed to be a bit more direct. Um, and score, they seem to score. Like, if it wasn't for Man United, we'd probably be talking about Chelsea's penalty record as well. Because every time I watched them in, mm-hmm. in the restart, William was scoring a penalty. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, let's talk about Werner and Ziyech together. Because Ziyech's 8 mil, if you didn't notice. Um, Pulisic has a, a yellow triangle of death. So maybe he might miss the start. Or, well, we'll see with that one. But what what do you make of Chelsea's new lads? Uh, Werner, I think, is incredible. He's definitely... Um, he has a very good record in the Bundesliga and we know what he can do. But I've kind of... I haven't watched an awful lot of him, but um, I've seen enough to kind of know that a lot of the goals he scored are from running in behind the back. Um, Let me introduce you to Burnley. Yeah, it doesn't really happen so much in the league. I mean, you've got maybe a team... I mean, they do play Brighton on the first day, which is probably a team who they who we could do quite well against. And then they play us, who I think is a team you could do well against as well. But I think a lot of the teams in the, the league, you might look and think they're playing, say, like, as you mentioned... Burnley at home or um, West Ham or something, you know, teams who won't really allow them to play that way. So it's kind of hard to know with him, but he does. I'd, I'd expect him to score at least 20, I think, goals. Oof. But um, I just think that he's going to be the focus of their attack and they just seem to only be thinking about the attack. They seem to have no interest in fixing their yeah, They might get chill well for a hundred bazillion pound mm-hmm. to fix centre back. And goalkeeper and defensive midfield. <laughs> investing investing in an attacking fullback doesn't seem like the the answer. But um yes. they don't really have good defensive midfielder either. Like they don't really so they're just I don't even know how they're gonna play. Like is it gonna be a, like four three three with God knows. <laughs> uh like well it, it it I think it depends if Kant is off really, but yeah. he's injured all the time anyway, so also want to buy um, Havertz as well, so that's another. Yeah, fit that one in. Attacking <laughs> midfield, so I don't really know, but Mason Mount and Kovacic in midfield. Jesus, yeah, Kovacic should be their defensive midfielder yeah. then. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll work. <laughs> so, like, it does seem like they're just aiming to attack, and I think, although it's always a, r- a risk bringing in a new person, but he just has. He just like he scored what like twenty eight goals last season. Something like, that, yeah. like that. Like so, he does score. Like he he knows he knows how to score. And I think if he's at the focal point of the attack, he should at least get the opportunities to score. Even if he doesn't have as much space as he had, he might find it harder. But I mean, even even if he scores half that, I think at nine point five, I think he's seems to be underpriced to me. Um, I mean. If he returns, you know, like one goal a match, you'd be happy if he got one, you know, and see how he does and then start thinking about putting the armband on him. But Ziyech, I think, for me, would be a wait and see because I think 
I don't know why I just have it in my head that he's might take a little bit more time to bet in. He's playing out wide. He'll probably find the same issue with the space as well. And I'm just not really sure how they're going to line up. So I'd probably just pick one or the other person. They have nice fixtures though. Um, but yeah, it's I just don't know what to make of Chelsea. It's so hard, isn't it? Because they're and we won't really get to see them play much of them. I don't know if they have any pre-seasons or anything, but they're. The will. I find it quite hard to know what to make of them, but it seems like attack could be the way to go. And if those front three can link up well, then I can see a lot of teams having three attacking Chelsea players in a few weeks' time. But um, Werner, for me, I think is good. At the moment, I'm kind of between him and Harry Kane. I'm or I'm between Werner and Son or Kane and Ziyech. I think Werner just seems a little bit more of a safe bet, so I'll probably lean that way, I think. Yeah, Jay, I mean, the Havertz link has been there for quite a while. It's obviously not confirmed yet, but if he comes in, that kind of muddles this question about because you'd imagine Pulisic starts, because albeit he was injured quite a bit, Chelsea bet one of their better players in the second half of the season. So you'd probably say Pulisic, Werner, Havertz in that situation. Unless they're going to play like four two three one and literally not have a midfield, um. So yeah, it's a strange I don't know what what they're going to do. It's just, I mean, just thinking of Chelsea, you've got like so many attacking options. That's not including Abraham, uh, Hudson Odoi, mm. Mount, who all had decent seasons. You've got Loftus Cheek if he's going to stick around. Uh, so it's. It, it's a bizarre one, really, how they're going to fit all these these players into the the system and whatever Frank's going to do. Maybe he's just going to try the Brendan Rodgers game of we will try and outscore you and see how far that gets us. And it tends to doesn't work, uh, as we found out with Brendan on a few occasions. So I don't know how they're going to line up. I think Werner is, as Simon said, is is the one that everyone's looking at. He, he's come with a a big reputation, obviously, as Liverpool fans, we've probably had a an eye on him more than most. Um, nah, he's bad. He's terrible now. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll see. Jim flopped in. He'll, he'll turn up and he'll disappear in a year or so. He'll end up buying. Uh, I don't. I don't know with Chelsea. It, it's a bizarre one. I mean, as we we sort of maybe alluded to before the pod, transfer season has not really kicked off, even though it's. It's been open for four weeks, five weeks or something like that. Mm. But it is open until the 6th of October, which maybe alludes to the fact that you might want to keep some chips in the bank, guy. I'm referring to you. Don't go wildcarding after hey, week two. How dare you? Uh, you might want to just Triple captain is my big problem because it's going on Harry Kern on week three. <laughs> yeah, you love a, an early triple captain, early wildcard. But maybe that's the one to to just keep on the back there. I nah. think once the Champions League's concluded this weekend, a certain midfielder might find his way to Liverpool. Uh, we won't say any names. Um, but I've, I also think that teams are starting to come back to pre-season and squads will be trimmed. And if, you, if we're just going to put our Liverpool hat on the likes of Origi, Shaqiri, Wilson, they all could potentially have new clubs in the in the Premier mm. League. We've touched on Brewster. Um, 
Grewich, obviously, we, we if he's going to go, we probably expect he's going to go to Germany, where he's had the recent success with Hertha Berlin. But then there is a lot of fat to be trimmed around other clubs as well. Um, you might see players drift out on loans and stuff like that. Um, one player that I probably will maybe keep an eye on is William at Arsenal. Um, only because he, when he's good, he's really good in terms of he'll have, he'll have streaks of getting goals and games, but I don't imagine he's going to be on penalties. How much is he? He's eight million. Ooh. Which puts him in the price bracket of Pepe. I'd rather take William over Pepe personally. Zayic, I'd rather take me. Zayic, we don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, Richarlison is he's now a forward, um, so that changes that aspect. Uh, Pogba, Ali, they're your eight million players. So with the, I mean, it's only a small pool of players, but obviously that you've then got Bernardo and Greenwood, Bergvine, seven point realish mounts. Zaha, Sigurdsson, Madison, Barnes, all seven million. I just think he might be one to keep an eye on because, depending on how Arsenal line up, we might get a little income into that next weekend when they play us in the Community Shield. But I if they're going to maybe sure. go William one side, the Barmyang the other, and Lacazette up top, then that's a pretty decent front three. I've never, I've never really rated William um, myself. I think he's more of a, a penalty merchant. Um, does the odd banger free kick? I've, I've just not really rated him, especially for FPL. Um, but anyway, you, you could probably get him. He'll get a hat trick in the first week because I don't like him. Um, but uh, on on the wider scale, I mean, I don't see like we talked about the high end midfielders, but probably Mares down to eight point five. Yeah. Mara's eight five, I think that's good, but Pepe to Hmm Probably seven. I don't see there's I don't think there's much value there. I think you could get like Zaha, maybe if he goes to a different club. Um Madison's probably a good gamble. What about young Adam Lalan at a break? Oh, we were getting there. <laughs> we were getting there, don't worry about that. I mean that that's the that's the thing. There's not been huge transfers, but I mean, Brighton have seemingly done quite a bit of business. Let me just scroll up. Well, four players. Um, Simon, Adam Lallana. Can, can he have a career rejuvenation? Um, so, Adam Lallana, yeah, I, I think that he could do quite well at, at Brighton. Um, he's kind of got a few good young players around him who could learn from him and um, but I guess it depends where he's going to play if it'll be in the mi- in the middle of the park or if it'll be a little bit more advanced maybe as a kind of a AM but uh, what is he 6.5 yeah yes yeah, so, uh, I mean he's probably a way to see for me but he does have the potential but it just depends he could be playing quite deep and then maybe he'll just improve those around him even so you could maybe even look to a Connolly or something like that as a cheap enabler up front or um, Trissard. You know, they do have a couple of options there that have the ability to do something. But yeah, he 
if he can stay fit as well, I think that's uh, you know a fairly big thing with him that we've obviously had a lot of experience with. Quite frustrating injuries a lot of the time, as well as that red card in the under twenty ones game. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Has that in him as well? Oh, so, yeah, he's funny. a character. Um, he is. Definitely missed that anyway. That was good. <laughs> Two, Harry Maguire learned everything we know, considering what he's done today. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Jay, in terms of other signings, there's not been loads of attacking signings. Um, probably not FPL signings. We've seen Tottenham sign Hoiberg, which is a good signing for them. Probably not an FPL signing, obviously. And Joe Hart, who I don't know why. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Yeah, absolutely. But other than that, we've seen Southampton get the other end of that bargain, uh, other end of that deal with Kyle Walker Peters, who was there for the second half of last season. Uh, a centre back from Spain, uh, who's meant to be quite really highly rated. But is there any other transfers that jump out at you? I can't say there is, but then I've also not been a hundred percent connected to what's going on in football. Um, Mm. So I've just sort of keep an eye on in the background, and as I say, I think things will start to heat up in the next couple of weeks. But of course, it's the fact of the windows at a very different time compared to normal. The seasons different, um, and obviously the the COVID effect on finances. A lot of teams are probably taking more stock of what they've got. I mean, just take Liverpool for example. We we're shrewd with cash at the best of times, but I think that maybe was highlighted with the Werner deal, especially we any mm. normal season we probably would have bunged in on that. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't think there's much happened yet, but it, if it does, it's going to happen in the next few weeks. And things, things are slightly different because the season begins and then there's three and a half, four weeks worth of window time that players can be transferred so I, I I don't I don't know I I think we sort of not being connected to having a, an active transfer window while the season's been played for two or three years now so it, it's it's sort of a strange feeling um that players could potentially be shifting clubs at that time so it might just be worth as a as an FPL tip to maybe not max your squad out at a hundred million, and if you can get your squad in for ninety six, ninety seven, and leave yourself two or three in the bank, then that could be useful. Come three or four weeks into the season, where you might want to shift a few players about. That's what the wild cards for, um, <laughs> of course. I mean, there may be not be the most interesting signings or fancy signings, but Nathan Aki at Man City, maybe not for FPL, but in the wider scheme of things. Two left-footed centre-backs, it, it's never really been done before, but Aki's better than Otamendi and John Stones. If it's not been done before, Pep wants to do it. That's and a good point. How many times has it worked? I take, was it last the beginning of last season and pundits were falling all over the floor because Pep was playing inverted wing-backs as midfielders and oh my god it's never been done before like but how long did that last and it was soon exposed that Mendy and Walker can also not defend <laughs> therefore they just get muggled at the back anyway. Um 
He had to play Fabian Delft for the rest of the work. <laughs> so, and I think Pep, being Pep that he is, he tries to outthink, especially in big games. I mean, look at last week, for example, he tried to go toe-to-toe with Leon. Just play your own game. If you're, if you're that damn good and you've got that many quality players, just play your game. But long may continue. If that's how he wants to play, fine by me. You crack on because that plays into our favour. But Nathan Naki, decent player. Um, he wouldn't arguably get in our top three centre-backs. So that says the type of player he is. Personally, for me, he's not above obviously Virgil and Joe, and I think Matip on his day is better than him. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So, is he is he just a case of Man City want to spunk money on the defender? So let's just go and see who we can get. And Ake had gone down; he was available, and if he weren't going to go there, he might have gone back to Chelsea. But then he probably would have been back out the door like he he was a year or two ago. So, I don't think he massively improved him. They've got other gaping holes in their squad that need fixing and to me even Ferran Torres who they've brought in from Valencia mm. I've not seen enough of him to give an honest opinion but I've not but I already know he's nowhere near as good as Sane I would say he's <laughs> not fit enough to lay Sane's right yeah. piece and uh, that leaves them basically with Mares and Sterling for the wide positions because Bernardo doesn't seem to be wanting to play wide or if he is he's he's not as effective as he was in his first year mm. um, Foden seems to be ahead of him didn't he towards the end of the season in that position he did and now with David Silva gone that'll be maybe a, a sleeper player to, well he, he sort of he is he's got a hype but that'll be one to keep an eye on he did have a solid end to the season so maybe if you're looking for a bargain as such midfielder um, Foden could be the one that you might want to pick up from Man City because they've obviously got pricey ones in De Bruyne and Sterling but if you do want to grab Foden 6.5 isn't a, isn't too much of a hike Yeah I mean that, that was going to be the next thing we go on it was the players to keep an eye on I think Foden we mentioned Greenwood I think they're both 6.5 aren't they uh, 7.5 for Greenwood seven, Oh Yeah I'd probably rather go Foden <laughs> Um but uh, yeah, I mean, they're both probably them. Uh, player to keep your eye on for me, I'd probably say Nathan Ferguson at Palace because their other right back is Joel Ward, who's not very good. And Ferguson's only 4 mil, so I'm not saying he'll like blow the league away or anything like that, but he might be a starting defender in a team that does keep clean sheets. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on. A- any, even if it's not from your team, Si, any, any player you... You think a bit of a sleeper pick? Um, apart from Vinagre, who's more of a kind of an early pick that I already mentioned, um, Suchek at West Ham is five million midfielder. Yeah. He seems to be a kind of a box to box player. He likes to get in the box and he's big. And I've heard a couple of West Ham fans say that he could likely score a few. Someone um, called him for the other much. day, and I'm all I in. heard that. But <laughs> That's why he's changed my team when I heard that. I don't, I don't know how much truth there is in that, but I think he's that type of a big kind of powerhouse who'll get in the box. And I mean, West Ham, uh, I don't remember if they scored a lot of free kicks uh, and set pieces last year, but you'd imagine that could be a good tactic for them. 
just to kind of hit the ball into him when they have a, a set piece or a corner. So I think a five million is a pretty good um, one to throw him, but they have horrible fixtures for the opening. Apart from their first match, they got a pretty bad run, but I just think a five million, he could be one just to leave in your team as you're kind of a, you're like fourth or fifth midfielder. Yeah, I have him. I have him as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think most people because five mil, even if it was just on the project restart bit, it was literally him and Antonio scoring every every damn match from goal, yeah. wasn't it? Mainly. Um, Jay, you mentioned um, Foden. Uh, any other one you'd pick out? Um, there's a couple of guys. I mean, he's not a sleeper player, but an obvious low price forward is Mitrovic um, from mm-hmm. Fulham. He's six million. I think a lot of people might just look to bring him in anyway, just to to bulk out the front line if they go with free. Yeah, so um, a lot of people would, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he scores goals. He, he got form as in in the Premiership, and obviously he, he brought um, Fulham back up this season. So hmm. he's one to keep an eye on. And then I'm gonna maybe probably stick my neck on the line with this one, uh, Saliba at Arsenal. Centre half, 4.5 mil. Um, I know Arsenal aren't great at the back, but that Martinez did sort of look a bit more solid than Leno. Um, If they can get away from Mustafi and David Luiz and maybe get someone else to play next to Saliba, he might be a a sleeper sort of pick. Um, 4-5, that's mad though. He... He's got a, a lot in in potential from from what I've heard on various podcasts, and they've wasted a year on him, and they've let they've let him develop for another year back in France. So maybe him. I don't. I, I've not really had too much of a scout around, but that's just one mm. that I'm I'm sort of looking in the, in the lower price. No, absolutely. And, I mean, Arsenal did improve, as you say, with with Marte and under Arteta in general, even before. Um, Leno's injury, I think they were improving defensively. So, I mean, the linked with um, Gabriel, Ga- the that's the one, yeah. yeah, that's the one. So. I mean, if they can get him and pair him with Saliba, both both played in the French league, you'd imagine him obviously both natural. French speaking, um, and if they go with Bellerin and Tierney, I mean, attacking fullbacks, but can also. Well, Tierney more more so than Bellerin can can do a job going backwards as well. Link with like Partey as well, aren't they from Madrid? I mean, that, I that, don't know why he'd huge, go there. But a huge step down if he does go there, but mm. I, I think those that that's probably my sort of big sleeper gamble. Um, other than that, looking looking around at the lower echelons prices if no players are signed at Newcastle because they didn't get the Saudi millions that they were promised DeAndre Yedlin could come back in at right back because they've let Lazaro go to Gladbach because they didn't want to confirm his deal from his low move Um, he's 4.5 so if they don't get a right back in then Yedlin might just come back in and start again at right back and Newcastle if they get a couple of players he he could be worth a maybe a fourth or fifth choice. No, it's a good it's a it's a it's an interesting one. It seems 
the four five defence is going to probably be the um, the debate of the season. Who's best there? Probably the same with the twelve mil midfielders. Who who's best to get there? But four five rotation seems to be uh, the uh, pickle at the minute. Um, I mean, we haven't talked about the promoter teams. You mentioned Mitrovic there. Um, we haven't really mentioned Leeds or West Brom. Um, but Mitrovic, probably the best one from Fulham, especially on paper. Um, Pereira, who they've just signed. I know he was on loan last year. I think he's from Benfica. I, I Googled him yesterday. I think he had like 20 assists. He's only 6 mil. He's a lad at West Brom. Yeah. Yeah. And then from Leeds, Not Pablo Hernandez is the highest price player for them, 6 mil. Um. But I, I can't confess to know anything about any of those three clubs that are coming up yeah, in terms of what they've got in their squad. Like, that's kind of why I wanted Brentford to come up, because I at least know who's good on the team. <laughs> Is it what Philip? Calvin Phillips? He's a defensive the, midfielder, I think. So He's the big hype name, isn't he? At yeah. Leeds. But, yeah, I've not got an absolute clue who... I know Any Bam- of them players have got in the squad. I know Bamford's their main striker, and he's not that good. So no, you'd imagine they'd bring in another striker. I think there's available. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, I think uh, BLS has taken a few people on loan. <laughs> it's not really worked out. It's probably not the best place to send him. Um, I have one Leeds player, Ailing. I think he's an attacking right back. I think. Was it Alex in our WhatsApp group telling us that? I think I've gone for him, but I'll probably tinker with that, uh, considering they have us first. <laughs> um, yeah, probably best to bench him. Yeah, he's already on the bench. But shall we get... I mean, we're near... We're about 55 minutes in now. Should we Should we go through our teams? Shall we? Let's hear like, what you've got. Come on. Oh, go, on on. go on then. Right. <clears throat> so in goal, always, but always button, because... He's four mil, and I just tend to get him. Gaeta, five mil. Lamperty, four five. Ferguson, four. Ailing, four five. Alexander Arnold, seven five. Eric Dyer, five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was Reese James before the podcast. Um, Abamyang, twelve. Uh, Salah, twelve. Saint Maximin, five five. Suchek, five. Pereira from West Brom, six. Mitrovic six, Danny Ings eight five, and Harry Kane ten five. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is <laughs> is an amazing pick, and I'm not joking. I actually think he's a brilliant pick of five million. He's I want him in my team. <laughs> Jay thinks me me and Guy have kind of a crazy. Oh here. God! He's a five million Spurs defender, nailed on. And they have a really good run of fixtures, and Jose is just wants one big bus. So I mean, you'd think that they're going to keep some clean sheets, and he's got a bit of a set piece header on him every now and then. It's just he, the most boring pick, but he is a good pick. Though. He's dire by name, dire by nature. Doesn't matter once he gets those clean sheet points. <laughs> if he starts, then fair play to you. Ah, his first sport. pick. I've 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 heard from a few Spurs fans that he's the first he's the most n- nailed on and then Alderweireld and D- D- Davidson will make up his uh his pairing. It'll wow. be one of those two. 
Um, it sounds like it's going to be a bad season for Spurs. <laughs> and is going to leave. So whoever did, so they just won't have a right back then, and then they'll have Ben Davis at left back who uh, Eric Dyer can line. play so right back. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's and then Hugo Lloris and Joe Hart as a little uh, backup. So it's it's not a great defense, but they do have the fixtures. Can Amazon not sign him up for a second season of all or nothing? <laughs> Because this could be brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. Mate, if Eric Dyer bangs, I'm bringing this back. Eric Dyer is going to be one of the top scoring defenders. <laughs> oh God, seven. no, don't go that Hell far. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I think, I think you've been named the podcast. And this is it for this week's mm. AI Fantasy Fund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Um, Spurs yeah. have the most interesting fixtures because they've actually got just no big teams for the first eight then they've got a horrible run and then for the last eight they've got no big teams again so it's very strange fixtures for them so just exactly a Mourinho will be sacked by then you gotta go with (laughs) (laughs) Eric Dyer Eric Dyer will never play again that's that's the final straw (laughs) oh my god uh I can't believe the disrespect to Eric, the boy die. Um, I think he's a good pick. Exactly. I'm all, Get on the train, Jay. I don't. Um, I don't have him on my team, but if I if, if I if I could afford him, I actually would probably bring him. I'm in. not. I'm not even going to the station. I'm not even getting on the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the bus. <laughs> right. Show us your. Tell us your team. The. Uh, mine, uh, as I say, I knocked this up last night because we said we were doing a podcast today and everyone in our WhatsApp group has been putting teams out, but I didn't have one because I couldn't really be bothered. But go here goes. Uh, goalkeepers, both Brighton keepers, uh, Ryan and Button. So 4.5, 4 million just seems to go with the ethos of cheap goalie this year rather than big. Uh, defence Chilwell 5.5 because I think he's going to get a move to Chelsea if not he's also a decent left back for, for Leicester uh, Lamptey 4.5 he impressed me when he played us I think he'll be a good player for Brighton this season uh, Trent 7.5 Douglas who first name is Barry um, at Leeds I think his picture shows that he used to be at Wolves so he could have been a new signing not a clue who he is Um I don't, think he pl- I don't think he plays, by the way. No, well, I've just picked him. Yeah, I'm just will change it. Uh, Nathan Ferguson, as you mentioned from Palace, uh, right back, the bit of hype around him from West Brom. Uh, midfield, Manny and Salah, 12 apiece. Uh, Ward Prowse, 6 mil. Suchek, 5 mil. And Pablo Hernandez, 6 mil. Lovely. And then front line of Ings, 8.5. Werner, 9.5. Mitrovic, 6. Not bad. I mean, there will be some tinkering and mm-hmm. messing around here and there, but um, I've gone double with Mane and Salah because we've got Leeds' first game at home, I imagine, the route. And that then leaves the potential of if they want to switch one else, Kev De Bruyne or Aubameyang can come in. Mm. Do you have money in the bank, though? I've got one million in the bank. Mm. I did have... Um, I had Robertson in for Chilwell right. and I had De Bruyne in for Salah, I think, which sort of left me with zero 
So mm. I was taking my own advice and trying to keep her some money in the bank. I, I will tinker again in the next week or two. That was just something I've knocked up pretty quick. No, it sounds promising. I think the only problem problems Douglas because I think Stuart Dallas starts left back for them. I'm not a hundred percent though. I couldn't confess to no one. Yeah, I've just, and what I only heard that yesterday on another podcast. So uh, I've gone more yeah. with banging on Chilwell being back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go three, three, four, three, or if I want to go five across the midfield, Ward Prowse free kick taker and set piece for Southampton. Suchek looks a a good buy of five mil. Hernandez being probably the main outlet for Leeds at six. So I could play five across the midfield if it needs be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. Mine's quite fluid between three five two and three four three, depending on how the promoted players do, I suppose. Um, but Sire in your team? Yes, yeah, so I've gone for McCarthy and Button. Uh, that could be any four point five. Really, it's probably going to be Ryan or McCarthy. I don't think it really matters too much at this point. Um, and then I've got Trent Walker, Peters, Vinagre. Justin and Ferguson. Um, midfield, Aubameyang, Mo, Son, Suchek, and just if any 4.5 midfielder, I'm going to probably figure that out. Just, just one who plays, but who won't be too highly on so he doesn't drop in price. And then up front, I've got Werner, Jimenez, and Mitrovic. And then the view is to turn Son into Greenwood, maybe, and... Um, or Aubameyang to one of the Man City midfielders at some point in the near future. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I mean, we kind of mentioned Spurs. I mean, I've got Kane, you've got Son, and I've got Dyer. Are we putting too much trust in the Chelsea <laughs> radio? I think we are, but at the same time, you don't have anything else to go off of apart from fixtures, really. I mean, you have, obviously. I mean, we haven't, it's not been that long since last year, so it's um, a little bit different this year. But I still think with those fixtures, I mean, it's worth the punt, I think, especially on someone like Kane or Son, where you can easily hop off them to, I mean, you could go from Kane to Martial or Aguero or. Uh, Werner, you know, if he's not looking great, and then Son could be Foden if I wanted to get a bit of money, or Greenwood, or Rashford, or um, someone like that as well. So there is, I think, with the two with the two blanks happening, I think hopping on a Spurs asset now makes a lot more sense than it might have if Man City and Man U were playing, because then obviously. Even though Spurs have amazing fixtures, you'd probably be picking the likes of those assets over them. So I think it does make sense to take the risk just for a week or two and see. Um, I think it is anyway. I one or two. I definitely wouldn't get all. I definitely wouldn't get three. But I think the ones that we picked there between us, guy. I think those three are really the only options I'd be looking at anyway. And I'm kind of torn between Kane or Son, but it would mean going without. Burner then for the first two weeks, which might be okay. So, um, Kane probably is the best pick just because he has penalties, and but I can't see them blowing teams away, so I wouldn't expect Kane or Santa to score more than one goal a match, really. But 
It's worth a punt for a few weeks anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe not wait and see with Spurs, but in terms, they've obviously got the fixtures, but beyond that, beyond the good fixtures, it might be a careful first approach. Yeah, like, they have awful, awful fixtures then, mm. like after about eight or nine weeks. So I think it is, I would think with Spurs, it'd be better hopping on them early and just trying to get maybe two or three weeks out of them. And then if it's looking really bad, just top off them and maybe never jump back on them. For the yeah, rest of the season. I think that... that's like the way instead of trying to wait and see, because I think if you were to wait, you might miss most of the points, I'd say, early on. Mm, I think that's the thing with, with Spurs front players. You can jump around onto other players quite easily. Like, I think my strategy is Kane to Aguero as soon as we know he's fit, and Man City obviously back from the first game week missing. So, Kane isn't a long-term thing for me. Um, not, but Dyer is. Well, he's, he's not ten and a half mil. <laughs> so, uh, I think, obviously, there's not a lot of five mil defenders. Like, we've mentioned a lot of four or five, haven't we, really? So, I think with Dyer... I I I've just made three transfers, by the way. Oh, go on, then. Jeez, I was bored. <laughs> Live transfers with Jay for this season. Oh, I'm just bored. You were bored if because we were just talking about Spurs for five minutes. That's quite fair, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a no. Uh, no, but basically I've just removed Chilwell and me two Leeds players, Hernandez and Douglas, because Guy and his infinite knowledge of championship football has put me off old Barry Douglas. Uh, I brought in me sleeper pick Saliba. I brought in John Egan. And I brought in James Madison. I forgot Ooh. about Madison because he was injured. That's the thing. I mean, we didn't really talk about Leicester considering how they finished the season. Are, are they yeah. going to implode? But the, if if they go to the form of Brendan, they start strong and they fall away, which was classic last season. Well, no, well, mm. and when he done it with us as well, he he done the same. Well, no, but, I mean after his good season, it was just bad. Apart from like when he went to free at the back for about 10 games. So it might just be a horrendous... It might be his 14-15 where it's just a horrendous all season. It could, uh, and he also does have European football to contend with him. Brendan and European football do not go together. No, and they, they, have, they haven't bought anyone either, and they don't have a great... I mean, they have an OK first team, but they don't really have anyone to come in so with you mm. that could affect me you know, but I, like they do have really nice fixtures but I haven't even thought about apart from apart from Justin who probably won't actually end up being in my team but just because he's 4.5 and I wonder will he try and start off quite to fit a little bit more defensively maybe but how they, much is Vardy they need to ten. buy 10, ten. ten. Hmm. Vardy is tempting I think he probably is the only one I'm realistically looking at, he could bang already, but bands at sevens too much. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of output, does he? And mm. Tielemans has been very deep lately, and it's just not a great Their team. Whole defense is injured. <laughs> they just don't have a good team. Jesus Christ! They, yeah, see, they do have a lot of injuries. Chilwell has no has an unknown return date, so I don't know what that actually means. If that's got, if that's based on him 
being um, in talks maybe with a different team or if he actually is injured. He did miss the end of the season with injury, so it, it might, I can't remember what it was, but uh, to who knows when. Pereira's a big miss. He did well. He says he's back October, so you'd imagine Justin mm-hmm. starting the season, as you say. Um, shall we have a bit of bingo on league finishes? Ooh, go on, go, go on. on. Right, who's winning the league? Pre- Premier League, not fantasy league. <laughs> oh. oh, fancy! I'm going for us. I think we'll win it again. Yeah, don't think we'll get as many points. I think it's. I think it'll be a lower scoring finish from us, and I think it'll be quite tight between us and Man City at the top. Like maybe like f- f- a point or two, maybe it definitely won't be a eighteen pointer. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Don't like, don't like that side. <laughs> no, I don't like it. But I have, if we win the league, I don't give a shit how we win the league. <laughs> we win it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Top goal I'll, go, I'll go. I'll go us, and I'll go eight points. Lovely. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a little bit more comfortable. Can we win the league at Old Trafford on the first of May? Because that would be pretty good. Oh, that'd be beautiful. I'll go. I'll say Man City just for the jinx. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I think differently, but I can't say it. <laughs> if I say it, it's there. Um, top goal scorer. You're going to love this. Eric dies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Harry Kane. Just throw it out there. I don't know why. I don't actually think he is, but I'm just trying to be a little bit different. He could find his form again. I will think Werner. I'll say more. Moore's coming back with a vengeance. Um, top FPL scorer. Ooh. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Mo. Mo Salah. <sighs> to be different, I'll go Manny. Screw it, I'll say Sterling. It'd be different. <laughs> He can't have one assist again next yeah. season. Jesus Christ. Jose <laughs> uh, um, Mourinho sacked before Christmas. No. No. I kind of hope not, seeing as I have two players. <laughs> Depends if Eric Dyer plays every yeah. week. Hey, when Eric <laughs> Dyer is Tottenham captain and just leading them to top six. <laughs> um, well, we'll come back to this. Um, finishing the Champions League, who's finishing top with us and City? <laughs> top four, then. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea and United. I, I know it's very plain and boring, but I just think they're too far ahead of Arsenal and Spurs. I'm going to go with Chelsea and Arsenal. Ooh. Arsenal don't have Europe, does it? Not so sure. No, that, that's why I think they mm. could possibly. Williams going to be the top scorer oh, and God. top FPL point scorer and Jesus. everything with thirty penalties. <laughs> I'll go the same as Jay, even though 
Neither uh, of them I impressed me. I just don't want to say out loud that I think United can finish top four. Well, that, that's me with that's us in the league. If, if I say it and they come sixth and seventh, you can thank me later. <laughs> um, relegation, who's going down? Um, Fulham, West Brom and Villa. Ooh. Um, I will say Fulham West Brom and Palace Ooh. I, was I, just, I just don't if Saha goes I don't know what they do I just don't think they score I'm going to say Leeds Ooh. Palace West Brom Nah, Fulham. It's, no, Fulham. Fulham. West, West Brom all shit out the way at safety, I reckon. It, it all depends on those three clubs and their managers. If they keep their manager for the whole season, I think they probably have a better chance of staying up. If Leeds sign some good, better goal scorers that aren't Patrick Bamford, I could see them staying up. Because I think they played Arsenal in the FA Cup and they looked really good, but they did not score. So if they get a striker that isn't shit, I I, I think they mm. could be, not a Sheffield United, but I think they could be quite safe. But at the minute, they don't have goals. And if Pablo Hernandez got their most involvement, he was pretty average at Swansea <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah. the only consolation I think Fulham have is they went down and come back up pretty quickly and they've kept Mitrovic and he'll probably get 12 to 15 but he knows where the back of the net is and he's an absolute mm. arsehole to defend against. So Yeah, yeah, but there's VAR now, so he'll get sent off every three games. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, any other bingos you want to throw in? First manager sacked. Ooh, Hodgie. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. I, I, I don't know. Moyes. Ooh. That's a safe bet, though. It is, it is pretty safe. <laughs> safe <laughs> I, just, I mean, yeah, I, think I, I would love off. to say Ancelotti. But that would be funny. Even I, I like Ancelotti, think, but that would be hilarious. I just don't think Everton can afford to pay off another manager <laughs> and he's on a hefty bag of money. <sighs> oh, dear. Hmm. So, right. yeah. I think that, that, that wraps up for this week. However, we have a small promotion to make. We do. Um, we last season did a money league. Uh, everyone paid in the tenner. I think there was like 13 of us. Uh, but we did keep that kind of in-house. And this time we're going to try and open it up. So... If you're listening at this bit and do fancy having a £10 flutter on Fantasy League, um, get in contact with us, obviously, Twitter, Discord, Smoke Signal, however. Um, just message me. Uh, we'll sort it. We're still kind of finalising the rules, like what we're paying second and third place and stuff like that, but it's probably going to be a tenner, and then depending on how many people join, we're going to we'll sort out the prize pool, but there's a WhatsApp group and stuff like that, so... If that's your your bag, um, message me on Discord or Twitter or whatever, and I'll, I'll we'll, we'll sort you. 
for, for anyone who knew Simon gets very competitive. He does. <laughs> Where did you come I'm last season? Really, really annoyed that I didn't win it last season. Third. You, you bottled, you bottled it the as well, didn't you? I bottled it. Well, I was I was about 15 points off top and I just went oh, I went for a kind of all-out team that... Um, uh, who who won it again? David. David. Yeah. David. Yeah. So I basically David picked Josh. the yeah. entire team that he didn't have, and everything went his way, and bottled me, everything backfired for me. So I actually ended up finishing third. But it was a good battle, actually. Yeah. Overall, it's it's a good bit of fun, and uh, yeah, if people do like fantasy, it and you sort of maybe half asked about it. Maybe the, the enticements of money sort of just keeps you interest a bit more throughout yeah. the season. So, and if, and if there's more people involved, we might be able to do like a monthly winner or something or a random prize here or there. So that can kind of help to keep people involved, even if they're not near the top, they could still aim to win like a monthly prize or best point score or something like that. I'm sure that we can figure something out. Absolutely, and I won fan tracks last season, but these two, <laughs> these two have backed out of that one because I am the king of that game, and they won't put money on it. So you know, I'm just throwing that in at the end. Um, yeah, uh, that's where we'll finish up. It's 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 kind of gone an hour and twenty, but there's a complete new game to talk about. Ooh, not sure when we'll be back. Maybe if there's any new signings or closer to the first game week. Um, we'll be back, we'll be back, I imagine, and then when the hectic as hell season starts, where it's two games every goddamn week, we'll make struggle, but we'll figure a way. We'll find a way to keep this regular. Um, but yeah, uh, do get in contact if you're interested in that. Uh, we'll finish up there then. Thank you, Jay and Sai. Goodbye. <laughs>